Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood, and this podcast is dedicated to making you a better medical sales rep, as well as giving you ideas and strategies on how to get hired in this industry. And before we get started with this episode, I wanted to let you know that I also have a YouTube channel where I share day in the life of a medical sales rep videos. So if you like this podcast, you'll certainly want to check out my YouTube channel and I'll have a link to that in the description of this episode. And finally, if you're wanting to get certified in medical sales, I have multiple programs on my website you can sign up for and take on your own time. They are focused around orthopedics because that's where my experience has been focused, but they would certainly be applicable to any of the surgical medical device roles and companies. So if you're interested in that, you can check them out on my website, and the link to that will also be in the description of this episode. So without any further ado, please enjoy this podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And uh, we are back, you could say. Uh, It took a long hiatus, so I apologize for any of the people that are routine listeners. Um, uh, I'll address kind of that at another time, but uh, we're back and uh, ready to roll with some more podcasting on uh, medical sales specifically and mixed in some other random fun facts and, you know, shit. So, um, anyway, what I wanted to talk about in this episode, it kind of piggybacking off of the YouTube, uh, vlog video, the last one that I posted, which if you are not subscribed to my, to my YouTube channel, please do so. Um, I'm almost up to 4,000 subscribers. Uh, if you haven't subscribed or you haven't checked out the YouTube videos, please do so. Um, I feel like the, the vlogs are pretty solid, um, and you know, actually getting value, not just entertainment value, uh, but actually trying to share what the day in the life of a medical sales rep actually looks like. Um, so do that. But piggy, piggybacking off of that last vlog, what I wanted to talk about are uh, how do you win deals when you don't have a strong clinical advantage with your product? Okay. Um, this is, <laughs> I would say, more or less all the time. Uh, but certainly the vast majority of products that are used in, you know, our space are pretty similar to the other ones. You know, there's not that many products in the market where they're just so much, they're so superior as far as clinical advantages to everyone else that it is, you know, borderline malpractice for you to not, or for the, the surgeon or the end user to not be using that product. There just aren't very many of those. Now, in a best case scenario, do you want to be selling the product that has the strong, strongest clinical advantages? Of course you do, right? Because in a decision-making hierarchy, whether you know, regardless of the fact that money runs our industry, just like all the other ones, and whether you think it should be that way or not, the reality is that the clinical advantages of a product do come first, even though the finances are important. If you have a product that is clinically superior to another one, you're in a much better position to be able to get that business regardless of price. Now, regardless of price does not mean you can, you can cost you know, 10 times as much as your competitor. But what I mean by that is the decision to go with your product or service is much easier for the end user, even if 
you know, the pricing is a little bit higher or if it's the same. So while all the other competitors may have, you know, a decent product, but you have a clinical advantage, if you come in at the same price point, you're going to be able to get that business. So you're not having to only play on price or, or have, you know, pricing isn't as big of a factor as it is when you don't have a strong clinical advantage. Okay. So that's why obviously you want to be, you know, highlighting or trying to differentiate the clinical advantages of your product. But in all reality, most of the products that are used in the operating room or in, you know, orthopedic medical sales, let's say, um, there's not a huge clinical advantage of one over the other for the most part. Now, the companies are all trying to convince the sales reps that their product is the best. And that's why they, you know, publish white papers and things like that to try to, you know, market and, and highlight the key differentiators about your product. Obviously, that's what they're supposed to be doing. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just most of the time, if you as the end, you know, not the end rep, but the rep in the field having to sell to the end user, if you don't have a strong clinical advantage, which most of them don't have like a real differentiated, you know, clinical advantage, then the majority of your ability to get that business comes down to relationships, comes down to deal structure, comes down to ease of use for the clinician and the staff, comes down to contracts that are currently in in place, comes down to all the different financial models that you can put together to get the customer to go with you. So models can be a direct sale, right? Like just cash price. This is what the price of our product is compared to the competitor. And you're going to try to be, you know, the same or better than, you know, the competitor to be able to get that business. Or there's financing. So, you know, the customer can finance your product at X percent for, you know, 60 months. And this is what that monthly price is. Or you could do a lease agreement or you could do like a $1 buyout style or you could do a uh, placement agreement. So we're going to place this equipment in your facility. But in exchange for doing that, we need you to spend X amount of dollars with us or we need to get additional business that we don't currently have. Or you could have a rebate program where if you, you know, if you go with us and you spend X amount of dollars, we're going to give you X percent back at the end of the quarter or the biannually or annually. Or if you have, let's say you've got uh, additional business that the customer, customer's buying from you. So they're using your implants, for example. And so the customer has a spend already with you or your company. Well, if you go with us in this other area, then what we could do is shave off a percentage point on the spend that you already have with us. And if that spend is high enough, then that's a significant cost savings for the customer. You know, like there's, and those are kind of off the top of my head and there's, I'm sure there's more. So that's not necessarily an exhaustive list, but using financial options like that and getting creative with how you can get the customer to, you know, ultimately the, what does the customer want? Most customers. Now, there, there are some customers where they buy everything because they want to own it and depreciate it. And for whatever reason, it, they just they have a system in which they want to own everything. They want to cash buy it. They don't want to finance it. That's a very small percentage of customers. customers. The vast majority of customers are looking for creative ways to be able to minimize upfront capital outlay to acquire these products and best price you know, over the long term and or trying to work it into a uh, deal or a contract that they currently have in place with the vendor. And so they're looking for creative ways to be able to get, you know, make sense of going with you over the competitor. And that's where we have to come in and be able to play a critical role. And it's not their responsibility to figure out how to make sense of going with us. 
it's our responsibility to look at the contracts that we may or may not have in place and figure out how we can creatively put a deal together that minimizes their upfront capital cost if there's a capital you know, outlay component to it, if they're, if it's a capital item, or minimizes what their uh, total cost is in, in using your product. So it, maybe it's a single-use item and the, the line item price is X. That's only one factor in the bigger picture of what you can put together as far as a financial product, product, financial uh, like project for designing something that actually works for the customer. And so when you look at kind of the decision-making criteria, let's say you don't have a strong clinical advantage. What are the things that you're going to be focusing on? All right. If you don't have this strong clinical advantage, you have to look at ease of use as an example. Is your product easier to use in the operating room? Either for the, you know, or maybe it's outside the operating room. Either way, for the end user, the physician or the surgeon or the clinical staff, is there a, an argument that can be made that your product is easier to use or it saves space in the OR or it minimizes other things that are having, you're having to open in the operating room or something like that? Do you have strong relationships with customers, both the end users and the clinical staff? Because they're going to want to work with reps and people and companies that they like and that they trust and they, that they have in history with. Okay? So you've got uh, ease of use. You've got relationships. You've got financial peace. All of those things are how you're going to, more or less, where you're going to have to focus your time and your effort on trying to figure out how to get those deals when you don't have that strong clinical advantage. And let me give you an example. Okay. I was recently working a large capital deal over in Ohio and it was a two week evaluation period using our equipment. So I traveled to this facility twice before our two week evaluation period to meet with the staff to figure out, you know, number one, how many operating rooms do they have? How do they, how are their current operating rooms set up? What type of equipment do they currently have? Do they want the same type of equipment? Do they want different? How many quantities, et cetera? And to figure out, number one, is this a legitimate opportunity for us? Because you have to make sure that if you don't have a, a particular feature or benefit or clinical advantage that maybe com a competitor does, you don't want to waste your time trying to pursue deals if that clinical advantage that you may not have is going to be a deal breaker for the customer. And, you know, foreshadowing here, it was... <laughs> Okay. So I walk in there the first time and I know that one of our main competitors has a feature of their system, a technology built into their system that we don't have. Now it's only relevant for general surgeons. So nobody in the, in the orthopedic space is using this technology. It's not designed for that. So more or less, we're as good as anybody clinically when it comes to the orthopedic space. But in the general surgery space, there's a couple of things that we don't have that other competitors do. So one of the first questions I have out of my mouth is, hey, do you guys use this other technology? And they said, no. Like, no, we don't use that. I actually don't even know what that is. That's out of the mouth of the, the staff members at this facility. Okay, cool. That means that there's no other competitor that has a real strong clinical advantage over us that they can bring to the table and say, because they don't have this, you have to go with us, right? We do our two-week evaluation. I then afterward, a couple, couple of weeks after, there, were, there was another uh, vendor that uh, evaluated after us. So it was probably a month, uh, maybe four to six weeks after our evaluation period ended. I then met with the director of the surgery center. And he asked me, hey, do you have this technology? And I'm just like, How? I can't believe you just asked me that question. 
I'm like, uh, no, we don't is a short answer. And number two, that was one of the first questions I asked your clinical staff when I came in and met with them long before the evaluation period, because if that was a deal breaker for you guys, we would not have evaluated. And he's like, yeah, look, I apologize. But in the last couple of weeks, our general surgeon that is going to go to this, you know, out, outpatient facility a little bit, he has started using this other technology and now it's critical for him to have this at the new, at, you know, in the new equipment that we're going to be buying for their surgery center. So immediately we're essentially locked out of that opportunity because we didn't have a specific technology on the clinical side that somebody else did. And now, you know, if, if I go back and look, there's not a whole lot I would have done differently because I asked all of the questions up front. And the reality is if this surgeon just started using it after or during our evaluation period, we didn't know, you know, there was no way for us to know ahead of time he was going to be changing and, and trying this new technology that we didn't have, yada, yada. But the point being of, of that long-winded story is that when you're going into a deal, if you don't have a strong clinical advantage or you're, you're the same as somebody else or maybe a competitor has a clinical advantage that you don't have, you have to be asking those questions up front to find out, number one, is this, is this you know, feature or new technology that somebody else has? Is this a nice to have or is this actually going to be a deal breaker if we don't have it? Because there are, there's one other kind of uh, feature that uh, one of the other or two of the other um, competitors in this space have that we don't have. But it's not a deal breaker that we don't have it. You know, having that additional smaller feature is not a reason why they would go with somebody else over us. That's not going to be the determining factor. But this other technology for general surgery that we don't have, that is a deal breaker for some of these facilities and some of these surgeons that use it and more or less require that they have it available. And so when you're going into deals, you have to be asking the questions up front from the clinical staff members and the surgeons, if you have access to them, to try to vet if the clinical advantages that one of your competitors may have over you, over you is that a deal breaker if we don't have it? And if so, you just have to punt. You don't want to go fight that battle. The reality is, though, most of the time, and I use that as kind of the off example, most of the time, there's no strong clinical advantage that's going to be the deal breaker for somebody else over you. So then the question gets back to what I originally started with is how do you win those deals when you don't have the strong clinical advantage or you're not at a detriment from a clinical advantage standpoint to one of your competitors. And that's where you have to look at relationships. You have to look at current contracts that they have to, you know, that the customer may have in place. You have to look at deal structure financially. How are you going to financially, you know, structure this deal, whether it's straight up cash, uh, you know, a, a financing deal, a lease deal, a dollar buyout deal, a placement agreement, a rebate program, uh, you know, anything like that and relationships. And so those are the areas you've got to focus if you're trying to win deals when you don't have a strong clinical advantage. So, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's all I got on this one. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening and, um, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. If you want more content like this, you can check out my YouTube channel for medical sales videos and my website for specific medical sales training programs. And the links to both of those will be in the description of this podcast. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.